Welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. Lincoln Wallace, how does it feel to be back again? Woo! It feels like a million yen, which is not that much money. That's a joke from a game show. <laughs> I don't know that joke, but I, I think it's funny. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. Um, you were on the podcast talking about like client strategy first, then you came on to do like a Barbie download. So I feel like cadence-wise, we're doing pretty good. Today... We're here to talk about spooky horror stories, and we're dropping this episode on a not normal day of the week because you were like, no, Lauren, you can't not drop this on October 31st. Like, November 1st is not going to work. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. And if you're listening and it's not Halloween and it's like the middle of May, (laughs) hopefully this provides you some entertainment and reassurance that maybe what you're going through, you're not alone in. Because we've got some crazy stories. <laughs> I'm excited to get into it. Okay. All right. So I will get started. For everyone who doesn't know, Lakes is the client strategy manager here at Brand Good Time. And so it was very fitting that she came on this call because, call this recording, because some of these stories I think are client related, some of them are business related. But I just feel like of all people on the team, like you and I are going to be able to like, really understand a lot of these <laughs> and cackle about them, if you will. So yeah, we're going to read. Um, we've skimmed them. Lakes hasn't looked at them at all, I don't think. No. Okay. So I've skimmed them. Lakes has no idea what we're walking into. So we're going to also kind of just live react to them as well. Okay. Let's dive in. All right. Here we go. One of my first clients in business was a week late paying my invoice. I followed up multiple times with the finance before the due date, on the due date, and after the due date, and received no response. All invoicing for consulting clients is auto-generated based on a monthly schedule we set up, and in my contract is a 5% late fee for overdue invoices. My invoicing system automatically added that 5% when the invoice was passed due, and I finally get a response from the client, outraged at my audacity to add a late fee. They told me it left a really bitter taste in their mouth. I reminded them that they agreed on this in our contract and I had given them three reminders leading up to the due date and received no response. I asked them what action they would like to take if I didn't hold up my end of the contract, showing up for meetings and delivering work. I was enforcing a contract we mutually agreed to and it's both our responsibility to deliver on that contract. It wasn't comfortable for me to stand up for myself, especially as a woman and especially as this was my biggest client, but important nonetheless, as that client respected me more for it and never paid me late again. This was a very early and valuable lesson in business for me. Period. Period standing up for yourself. First of all, I'd like to know what invoicing systems automatically adding 5% late fees because (laughs) I need that. (laughs) It's like... Um, I love to see that they stood up for themselves, but I'm mad that they had to stand up for themselves. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. I also, like, there are times when I will fight back to a client, maybe more aggressively behind the scenes before I actually, like, formulate my words and get in front of them. But the fact that this person, and by the way, guys, these are all anonymous. I have no idea who submitted what. So that's also an interesting fact here. But whoever this was, you said that you you reminded them they agreed to this in the contract and like how would it feel if you didn't hold up urine? <gasps> that is like, so, like I don't know that I'd have the balls to do that. I like want to write that down for the future. But like add a smiley face with it. How would you feel if I didn't sign up for show up for meetings? Smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's oh, that's crazy. All right, cool. 
let's move on. Lakes, you want to take this one? Yes, this one is short and sweet, which probably means that it's quite terrifying. It says, I showed up on national TV and my lead magnet was paused on my website. I missed out on thousands of emails from warm leads. Oh my gosh. All I can say is I hope she had like retargeting cookies on her website to be able to get them with ads later. That is terrifying. That's painful. That's really painful. RIP to that new segment. I hope you had more. (laughs) Yeah, I hope that you're on national TV again. Yikes. That's, um, yeah, I, um, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Okay, next one. Mother of the bride. Okay, so I'm going to assume this is a wedding photographer. Mother of the bride got drunk before the ceremony and went around telling all the guests as they walked in that this whole wedding was a mistake (gasps) and that the bride wasn't for her son. (gasps) Oh my God. It's giving love is blind. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Maybe it was a love is blind wedding. Do you think we have photographers (laughs) at those weddings? I hope so. Probably like People Magazine ones. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yo. I just like, I want to know why you would wait until the wedding to say something. Like if it's really that big of a deal for you, do you just want to like make a scene in front of everyone or do you actually not want them to get married? Because if you actually don't want them to get married, you should have said something sooner. Like maybe... Is this at the ceremony? Before the ceremony. Okay, and she got drunk before the ceremony. Oh. Oh, Well, it's giving narcissism. (laughs) It's giving giving this day is not about my son. It's about me. It's giving I'm so sorry to the bride. Yes, that too. Damn. Okay. Yeah, RIP for real. The next one says, one time a prospect totally ripped apart a live proposal review trying to piecemeal the deliverables. It was the rudest conversation we'd ever had with a prospect. We ended up stopping the proposal review and sent them a follow-up email recommending that she seek marketing help elsewhere, and we wouldn't tolerate that kind of behavior from a client. She ended up hunting me down a week later at my office to give me a box of chocolates and flowers as an apology. A horror story with a happy-ish ending? I personally would have been terrified to eat that chocolate. Yeah, I would have thrown the chocolate away. That's like, I don't do all that wishy-washy stuff. And I would have let the plant die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's terrifying. That's like literally always my nightmare, which is actually why we don't even do proposal reviews, which that might change in the future, but... Like, yeah. we get on a sales call, we send them pretty much, like, templated proposals that are customized to them based on, man, it took me so long to get to that point, too, where I wasn't customizing and spending hours on proposals before sending them. Yeah. Which is, like, a whole other thing, but damn. I'm, like, really happy that this is at least a fast, scary story where we saw, like, <laughs> at the beginning that this was dangerous because that's, like, big red flag. Really big red flag and the type of client you don't end up working with for sure. Oh. Okay, next story. 
Client was so flattering to me, to be honest, red flag. Oh, so this is like kind of the opposite. So it's like too flattering versus not flattering at all. Okay. Loved the process. Loved my vibe. We were so aligned until she said, so I took this project, even though it's outside of my typical, wait, oh, oh my gosh, I messed this up. We were so aligned, she said. Yes. So I took the project, even though it's outside of my typical ideal client profile. That's the, the person who's telling the story said she took this project anyways. Project went amazing until the deliverables hit. Then an email. Oh my gosh, I'm loving the story build here. <laughs> Can I have a payment plan for this last invoice? I'm having financial troubles. Okay, I said. Created the payment plan. Auto reminders go out. Silence. For seven months. Professional checking in emails with some concern that the client may have died, in parentheses, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Invoices continue not to be paid. I decide to cut losses and send one final boundary setting email in case the client has not died. (laughs) I'm dying. (laughs) And that said, project considered closed. If I want, if want to finish up, we'll have to pay remaining totals plus new startup fee. Pretty standard stuff. <laughs> then an almost immediate response, an insane response, 2,500 words long, vitriolic, essentially saying I should have known by her complete sentence over the past seven months that she, in fact, hated the deliverables, that I should have responded to her silence, not with the professional checking in and boundary setting emails, but with groveling, that I should have begged her to let me fix it notwithstanding the fact that she gave zero indication she was unhappy any client who feels entitled to groveling is truly the worst spooky p.s i didn't respond to that email and blocked her because it was unhinged but a few months later i'm in my spam folder and see another email an apology and asked to pick up where we left off no thanks i thought couldn't pay me enough to pick this up this one is definitely giving narcissism narcissism it's giving disrespect it's giving you should have learned better communication skills in like the fifth grade like silence is nothing they're not going to know what to do based off of your silence so this is why i'm really glad we don't do branding like i think the only taste we would get with this is like web design if a client hated a wireframe but like that's why we have a process which is like hey, we can redesign it up to like two or three times. Right. You know, we may not nail your vision the first time, but we really try. We have a high success rate for that. That sucks. Like, how do you just ignore this person needs to go to therapy, the the client? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I would have sent them like a 20% off coupon to like BetterHelp or something. Like, they need a resource. Correct, because... For you to just ghost someone you're paying because you didn't like a deliverable means you have issues like with confrontation, which so many people do. I'm not a therapist, but like everyone, like there is some sort of like uncomfortability level when it comes to confrontation. Mm-hmm. But like you're paying someone for an exchange of goods and like it's their job to do the right thing. So you have to tell them that. Right. They're not going to know. They, they felt that they were dead. This is like a scary undead client who's come back like, oh, this is so messed up. It's terrifying. <laughs> that would have been such a shock if like 
I was the person that was emailing the client and I thought that they could be possibly dead. And then they immediately respond with this like nasty email. Oh my gosh. (sighs) Wow. That one causes me physical pain. That one was spooky for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one. We need like cleanse our palate we really do (laughs) (laughs) that like that was crazy town okay this person said i was super excited in 2021 to finally launch an online boutique and found someone locally who was opening up her own shop featuring other creators and makers where they could house their items in her shop for sale and she would take a percentage it seemed like a win-win for me where i could reach more customers offline and start building my brand awareness I was one of her top sellers, and then all of a sudden, I stopped getting paid. Oh, boy. Excuse after excuse came, and she stated that she was selling her shop but moving somewhere else and would like to still feature me in her new shop. I was understanding because we all go through road bumps as new business owners. Until she continued to not pay us or respond. Still to this day, she owes me hundreds of dollars upwards of 1000 and has since decided to resort to name calling and saying she will ruin my name if I try to take it public and ultimately stopped responding. It was one of the worst experiences ever and I haven't followed my dream since, which is very sad. Long story short, get legit contracts in place before partnerships. This is a tough one because I'm seeing like, again, I'm not a lawyer <laughs> or a therapist, but I'm seeing like still to this day, she owes up to a hundred thousand, uh, hundreds of dollars upwards to a thousand and like a lawyer to write a letter is going to cost a thousand. Mm-hmm. So like, this is what really sucks. I think about the, the industry sometimes just like the entrepreneurial, like business to business industry is that there are people out there, I think who understand that, you know, so for example, the shop owner, like okay, if she takes it public, I'm going to smear her name, but she'll never come after me because she's going to spend more money in legal fees than than she has or maybe wants to to make it right. And that is so fucked. It's (laughs) disgusting. Like, you should be able to trust people. And unfortunately, you can't always trust people. And it's really sad. And I hate that it's caused this person to not follow their dream because this other person decided to, like, capitalize off of hurting them. Like, oh, that makes me very angry. It's not nice. Wow, these are just getting, like, progressively, like, worse. (laughs) Well, okay, I'm going to read this next story, and I'm going to preface this with, I actually, I I, in, like, skimming this one, I know who submitted it because I've heard this story because it, like, it happened, like, a year or two ago, and she posted it to her Instagram, and I died. So I'm excited for you to hear it. I think it's a nice change of events for you. Okay. I think you'll okay. be happy after this. One. Before we move on to that, I am so sincerely sorry to whoever submitted that last story. Yeah, that's really sad. And I hope that you find a way to follow your dream again because screw that person, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. All right. This one is really funny. I, I'm, <laughs> okay. So I met up with a guy in the food court of a mall. <laughs> He was an older gentleman. He starts explaining that he would like me to design a watch cover for him. 
He wants to start a business where he sells watches to kids and he has a certain design in mind. I'll preface this with this person is a brand and web designer. So she does branding, but her style is like very specific. So like the fact that this person found her is like really interesting. He then proceeds to explain this design to me and he pulled up his phone and said, I want this picture in the background. I look at the picture of him and it's a selfie of him with a big furry coat on inside with sunglasses and the worst angle and lighting you could imagine. Red flag number two. It was literally such a bizarre picture that I thought he showed me the wrong one and asked him to confirm, but that was the right pick. And then he went to describe the rest of the design. He wanted a whimsical clock in the background that was faded out and purple smoke to be all around him (laughs) and the clock. And in the smoke, this was very important. He wanted a purple tongue of smoke to lick the side of his cheek. Red flag flag number three. I should have left immediately. Did I? No, I did the design. It was weird as heck. He paid me a hundred bucks and we both went on with our lives. I'm still curious as to what he did with the design. And I pray he didn't end up on any child's wristwatch. <laughs> I would pay big bucks to see this design. <laughs> Every time I hear this story, it's like, this is the second time. Like it's funnier and funnier to me. It's hilarious. I can't. The purple smoke and the the tongue licking the cheek. That's terrifying. Ew. I'm glad this person actually like walked away from that food court alive. Yeah, because this is giving like very creepy man. Yeah, very creepy man. Not the big furry coat. Ew. (laughs) Okay, I think we should have ended on this one, but it is what it is. We have one more. (laughs) (laughs) okay the next one i finally got a big opportunity to be the speaker at a local event for our chamber of commerce with around 20 people attending they were paying me quite well for the event considering i hadn't really ever taught a class like this one before i was really excited for it the night before the presentation i was on my afternoon walk running through my presentation in my head to practice for the next day when i got a call from an unknown number This is giving like a lifetime thriller movie. I picked up the call and it was from the head of the chamber's event organizing committee asking me where I was. Immediate panic set in and I realized I got the date wrong. Everybody was there except for me, the speaker. Talk about embarrassment and an epic fail. I still get sick to my stomach even thinking about it and make sure that I set a million alarms for all of my events now. Oh, no. Oh, that's terrifying. I would love to know what happened next. Like, did this person end up rushing to the event? Did it get rescheduled? This is kind of like when I promised my cousin on Monday this week that I would get up and go to this new gym with her. (laughs) And then AJ's alarm was going off at 5 a.m. And I'm like, turn your stupid alarm off. And I snoozed until like 545. And I get a text from my cousin. Hey, are we still going to the 6 a.m. class? And there's just no way I was going to make it in time. No. I mean, this is way more extreme. But like, that's that kind of like stomach sinking feeling that you're letting someone know. Oh, poor girl. Poor guy. Oh. Well, hopefully um, that wasn't the end of that interaction with the chamber. Hopefully they understood. Yeah, maybe it was a really nice anonymous phone caller person. 
poor girl. Well, this was a hoot and a holler. I really enjoyed doing this with you, Lakes. Do you have any spooky stories you want to share? You know, I have a trillion spooky stories up my sleeve, but I think that they're better saved (laughs) for within the Slack channel of Brand Good Time. That's honestly a good call. Well, speaking of Brand Good Time, as you know, we're in like the thick of Q4, if you're listening to this in October, November, or December. And, uh, you know, 2024 is right around the corner. Getting visible, if that's on your list of to-dos for 2024, you definitely want to start planning for that now. Um, not to be all scarcity tactic here, but Brand Good Times prices are going up as of 2024. So if you have been eyeballing working with us, whether it's a 90-day plan or updating your website so that you can be, you know, more conversion focused, then definitely reach out to us, book a call with us. If you book a call with us in Q4 and place a deposit for your service, that can start in 2024, you can lock in this year's prices. So that's what I have to say about that. I will drop a link in the show notes. You can check out our website and um, book a sales call with me. We call them disco calls. We like to have fun. Yeah. (laughs) But otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of She's Busy AF on a different day of the week. We hope you have a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Happy Halloween, please. (laughs) 